best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of real proud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out all their podcasts, all their uh, listings of live events. That is all at OsirisPod.com. Got a fun episode for you today. We're talking Daisy Jones and the Six. It's the musical drama series on Amazon Prime. It just finished its run. It's based on the 2019 novel by the same name by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Set in the Los Angeles music scene of the late 1970s, the series charts the rise and fall of a fictional rock band through a documentary-style series of interviews with the members and footage of concerts and recording sessions complete with vocals by series leads Riley Keough and Sam Claffin. It's a fascinating series a whole lot of fun uh to break it down to really get into our thoughts and dissect it i have ryan o'connell back with us once again let's just dig right in ryan welcome back to the show thank you for being uh uh, broken together with me in this episode (laughs) (laughs) I I, i can only hope we have earned that status more than billy and daisy did it's um it's wild, and I think I think this episode and a lot of these episodes when we're discussing and you know whoever's on, you know you're unpacking your own feelings. You, you, I come to like like shows more or dislike shows more, but it's I'm it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode because I actually had a lot of ups and downs with this season. I initially I was like this is so cool. There was like you know in the middle of the season I was like you, you know felt joyless at times. They're just fighting and there's. You know, <laughs> dealing with the cliches and everything and yeah. ultimately you know when that finale finale like hit i was like that really got me it really got me so i ultimately did enjoy the show and i was wondering um if your journey with the show was the same or just your initial thoughts on uh daisy jones and the six uh my initial thoughts um let me get bullet points bullet one yep it's like i think i said this to you i'm not mad i'm just disappointed <laughs> Um, love the idea of it. I felt like the pacing was weird. Mm. Like when they chose to like branch out, like yeah. the Grease episode. Definitely like, out of place. Could have been an email. Yeah. Like that one. <laughs> um, I then I thought then I thought the finale was like the strongest episode of all. No question. And made me wonder if it's like if there was a world in which the show was like each let's say that there was 10 big concerts in their career yeah and each show was built around one of those concerts yeah then they used like the flashbacks back and forth Mm -hmm. because the most exciting parts of the show is when they were playing music yeah yeah absolutely i thought they actually and i want to ask you about that um too both the music and the live shows what you thought of the music and the live shows i thought you could tell they put a lot of effort into this music i mean it was um you know, they put out a whole album with it, produced by Blake yeah. Mills. Jackson Brown was involved, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, um, Marcus Mumford, I think other musicians as well. Um, and then the live shows, a lot of these times, and I know both me and you have uh, been to a concert too, some of the concerts just feel so fake and everything. There was a couple of times I'm like, they're kind of killing it with the live shows. Did you, yeah. did you feel the same that like the look of the concerts was was authentic? Super, yeah, it was yeah. really good. And yep. 
the music and I'd heard this brought up and so I'm not going to cop it as my own thoughts, but I thought it was okay. great. If you're going to do a show about a fake band or fake musician and say that their album was this amazing piece of music and all that stuff, the music has to be good. So yeah. like you buy into it, Yep. you know, with like the prime example being like that thing you do. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And part of it works is that song is so great. It's yep. so catchy and that like, you could fall into that belief system that like, no, this works. This song is great. And with the Daisy Jones stuff, it's like, no, their music was really good. Like yep. you could, especially within the context of the seventies, believe that being yeah. this monster album. Mm -hmm. And so it needed to do that. If the music wasn't there, it would have really suffered. And I think it was really cool that the actors basically went to band camp. Definitely. Definitely. And learned how to like be there. So like they were really playing. Like one of my biggest issues is when, <clears throat> excuse me, even mm -hmm. in like music videos and stuff like that, when like a drummer like hits the cymbal, but it's not it's in not, the track. It's like, not. and that just drives me crazy. Yeah. But this, it's like, no, that the whoever was that guy playing Warren was so like he was playing the drums and yeah. they're playing guitar. And mm -hmm. I thought I thought it really, really worked. Like yeah. that music I part I thought was great. Definitely. I know I, I played enough guitar just to know when people are playing the different strings and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really, it can be upsetting to uh, musicians. Yeah, I mean, the Look At Us Now song that kind of like based around them. I, that's a good song. And there's times yeah. where, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't love, um, uh, what was it? Let Me Down Easy. Whatever. You don't have to love them all. It's not all. It's not yeah. rumors. It's, 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 but it's, uh, it was it was it, it was authentic enough it worked enough there was a pat it actually led itself to the story real well you know they're back and forth and the way they were we were getting together I, I i was impressed you could tell they put a whole lot into that i um you know i i, I overall you know i like the the almost famous vibes of it um you know what i i kept thinking about is i have an aversion i think i've mentioned it to you kind of to some of these um biopics and uh, it just because you know it, the, the cliches are there even if they might be real for the things but this was kind of a way to kind of enjoy that rock and roll story that is um you know many artists have gone through at the rise and fall because of uh success or, or drugs whatever it felt like you could enjoy it in a, or i could enjoy it in a different way because the stakes seemed lower you know it wasn't about someone for real it wasn't you know i wasn't feeling that someone's getting exploited or something like that um there was less baggage to it all so i was able to kind of you know take these rock cliches and this melodrama within this rock world in a different way and yeah mostly have a lot of fun with it um like i said there was definitely ups and downs but i mean i just it, you know i like rock i was i was happy to go to the troubadour i was happy yeah. to go to uh, filthy mcnasty's you know it's good to visit some of these places and uh, was that Soldier Field at the end? Was that, you know, I know it ended in Chicago. I guess so, yeah. I guess. I think they were going yeah. for it. It was a little strange to me because it looked like they like, put the stage in the middle. and the, it was a little That different. part I thought was like, <laughs> what's weird is like you get you get too realistic like going into this. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, that makes sense because they wouldn't be able to sell out all of Soldier Field. They wouldn't sell out Soldier <laughs> So put, I guess that makes sense. Put the, the stage at the 50-yard line. Yep. But like it's. That's that's whatever I can oh, no. get into that's, nitpicking. That's, that's the type of overthinking I'm doing yeah. as as a music fan. Um, did you happen to read the book? No, I did not either. Um, I hear it's fantastic. I'm actually going to pick it up because uh, 
you know, the interview device that they use in the show. Mm -hmm. The book's actually told entirely through interviews from what I Yeah, it's like a fake oral history, right? Fake oral history. Yeah. Uh, And so I did, you know, when I went to do some research, the back and forth of what happened and what didn't, it just all didn't matter to me. I mean, for I'll just give you a couple of examples. Um, in the book, these are the listings I'm coming on. The book, she was born Daisy Jones. And this one, you know, she was Margaret and changed her own name. They had three children, not one. Um, you know, Billy didn't really uh, save Daisy from over. Oh, all these things that I'm coming upon, I'm like, I, I don't think that's too much of a difference or it doesn't matter to me that much. No. So I, I didn't see too many gripes there, but I do want to read it. I heard it's, I heard it's really, really good. I mean, but... it, it's supposed to be really good. And I guess that author, she has something else coming out too. Yeah. Like she's definitely like one of those it authors. Definitely. Um, yeah. She blew I, that book up early in her career for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you, I've, I always, I really enjoyed the um, kind of intermingled interviews, kind of the flash forward thing. Do you like that as a device? I thought they were cool. Cause I thought, we're so familiar with like the doc music documentary model. Yeah. That I thought it kind of helped make it almost m- more believable. Yep. yep. And that you kind of felt like this is a real story. Yep. And I thought, you know, some of like the interviews, like they, I wish they had felt a little bit more real. Like I wish yeah. they had like studied rock docs a little uh-huh. bit, but I think like the Warren, the drummer email interviews, were fantastic yeah like they were always by the way i love that guy that he was one of the highlights highlights of the show for me easily yeah and i thought his interviews i thought were really good and i thought the brothers were really good yeah yeah um i will say i was disappointed to see that like it was the daughter billy's daughter doing the documentary interviewer because i felt like that just felt like a like, oh, you guys are just trying too hard on that one. Because also, like, if they're this, they're this monster. Okay, so if you're putting yourself in this Daisy Jones universe, mm-hmm. if they were like this giant band, if someone's gonna then set out to do a documentary on them, yeah, it's probably gonna be like a legit documentary. So- Sophia Coppola or something. Yeah, or like <laughs> Alex Gibney or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. gonna be Billy's daughter doing a home movie. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be a legit process. And I think that kind of like took the wind out of the sails a little bit. Definitely. Especially you can tell they're reaching for authenticity. And so I guess that's when, you know, we know their their goal is that that's why it's hard for us not to pick it apart when it yeah. doesn't land to give just Warren Rhodes, um, uh, the drummer, a little more props. That that moment when he's kind of telling the um, what's his name, Eddie? Eddie on the bass, who just like he's quitting the band and stuff. Yeah. He, it's, I, I I compare it to like the swingers like moment when Ron Livingston's like telling um John Favreau like kind of what he's got and yeah. you know in, in LA he's like some people put on a Pluto mask like but he's telling them you know look what you have like look at your yeah. big band like this is what you're walking away from I was just like that's awesome that's I mean how that great how dumb that was another thing with the Greece thing too. And just kind of picking apart their story here. She said the author was telling her story and she should tell the story she wants. But when, um, you know, when Daisy is in Greece, you're like, who is stepping away at that point? She's, she was on the cover of the Rolling Stone, you know, yeah. and that's why her good friend, you know, got so upset with her. You're taking this for granted. And it's really like if there was a challenge in, in, in some of the story, uh, like it was hard for me 
that someone would walk away from that amount of fame or that, I don't know, the exhilaration she knew she had on that thing. But, you know, and she, I know and she wanted it so much. So much. And I don't even remember why she bailed. Yeah. But like, it just, and she was obviously there for a while. Yep. yep. You know, and I mean, who amongst us doesn't want to just dip out and run away to Greece? It like, looked pretty, it looked pretty nice over there. Hey, it's fantastic. I went to, I was in Greece for three weeks in mm -hmm. between my junior and senior year of college. Amazing stretch of time. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would wreck highly, <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. Great. Um, what a time to be there, too. What an age to like really. Uh, my goodness. Um, that's, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, again, like there was just some moments that just didn't feel earned. Yeah. And it's like, it, I don't know that just, then that whole episode was like, why is this still happening? Why yeah. is this still going on? Like, I think I just was like fast forwarding through parts of it mm -hmm. because, and I guess it kind of also connects to like, I just felt like the Simone character was just so shoehorned in there. Lad, mm -hmm. it was like, what are we even doing with ourselves yeah. Yeah. by including this? And, um, but I just thought the Grease episode was a big misfire. Yeah. The episode I did really like was, um, I liked when they escaped and kind of wrote, wrote songs together. And, and I kind of, yeah. I think that did a lot for their relationship. And, you know, you talked about some things not being earned. I think a lot of what eventually was earned was, was you know, kind of stemmed from that episode let's talk a little bit about riley i mean um she was really i thought she was really special i mean she she was as yeah. an actress i mean what uh, what i did like about this cast so much is that i was um pretty obviously to me the oliphant doesn't fit into this mold what i'm going to say but i thought it was good and helped me uh, uh enjoy the whole thing that a lot of them i didn't know mm -hmm. um you know and I, I think some people might know billy dune but I, I i did know riley i mean i uh did you see zola it was um no. just a couple years ago. A really, it's I mean, you're a Secession fan. It's worth watching for Greg's in it. And oh, it's, okay. It's really kind of grimy, like um, uh, 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 a little druggy, like journey down into Florida. Uh, Coleman Domingo's in it. It's actually a really cool movie, and she is awesome in it. Um, it's it's really wild to think of her lineage too. I mean, this is uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Elvis's granddaughter, Lisa Marie's. And I mean, I'll think about, I, yeah, I couldn't help. I mean, just the timing of it, thinking about what, she, what, what she's gone through uh, yeah. and everything like that. I thought she absolutely crushed it. And um, uh, it's 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 going to be fun to watch her career and, and kind of what happens here. She, yeah, she was fantastic, especially as that, like, just devil woman enchantress. Yeah, yeah. Who, like, will just drive you crazy yep. but like you like it's i don't know it's like like i my past life dated with women like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. never never went well yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. just the ones that like like the whole idea of like when they sh like that idea of like when they shine their light on you it's like yeah. feels like the bright but yeah. then they were just like ghost out like disappear yeah. Or like go to, to run away to Greece, yeah. get married to some whatever. Come name. back, come back, uh, married to an aristocrat. Yeah, but I thought she was good, and I thought playing that role, like she, she was in it, and she was yeah. very believable. Definitely, which I thought was good, and I thought the flip side of that being like I was not into Sam Claflin 
as Billy at all. No, no. Um, he, he like he made more sense as Oswald Mosley in Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah, yeah, notorious yeah. fascist. Yeah, <laughs> like he was great in that role. This yeah. one, like I mean, it just it did, like he was supposed to be charismatic, which I don't yeah. think he was. No. He was, um, he was like brooding and angry. <laughs> yeah, he always looked 40, even yeah. when I guess he should have been 25. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think that was a miss from the casting standpoint yeah. of just like, I don't know. Like, I think for someone like that in that role, like you want someone who like everyone wants to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Has the tortured genius vibe to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, but also has like that youthful energy to him. Definitely. Definitely. Which like, never really landed for me and i felt like that was like a miss like there's could have been so many other people they could have gotten to like fill that role and i just don't know why they went with him yeah yeah no offense to sam cloth no no i think you could tell he put his heart into it and there was yeah. definitely really good things that he did in the whole yeah. thing um you know who wasn't miscast is uh is um uh, uh teddy teddy price i actually really really liked he's tom Wright. he you know they're yeah their manager and i also love timothy oliphant when like when he was in the episodes the more more rod rays we had the more i was loving it i just thought all of yeah. two added like almost a legitimacy to to the whole thing is you know these older uh people ushering them into the scene and the whole thing i thought those worked really really well i was happy that uh oliphant came back yeah because oh, yeah. i thought because I, I everything he does is great and i thought that like him being involved in the beginning was like awesome yeah and then he kind of disappeared and then i started wondering i was like well, why didn't they have him play like teddy price totally he could have been around more not knowing that he was then gonna like show up on the back end Chuckling to and bring be really yeah be really good in that role so then it all like made sense then you're like okay casting people they obviously know what they're yeah. doing but like i just thought it was it was good i thought teddy was good in like kind of like an understated way mm -hmm. And Oliphant was just Oliphant, just with like weird wigs. <laughs> like it was great. <laughs> and, Which I'm here for. Yeah, like he had like the right kind of energy to play like the old like tour manager role, yeah. and just trying to keep it all together. Mm -hmm. Looks like a terrible job. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like you're just the buzzkill. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> um, over again. But I thought I was. Those two were great. I really, really liked those. Yeah, guys. I was a huge, huge fan. I was curious with some of, you know, kind of uh, hey, we're unpacking our, our thoughts about the whole thing. And as we go through, I'm just thinking, you know, some of our qualms um, kind of about choices or about feel of the show. I wonder if some of that might go back to the showrunners, the um, people who really brought it to life um, were Scott. Uh, I think it's New Stradler. Uh, if I said that wrong, I apologize. And Will Graham. Um, some of the things they're known for are like films like 500 Days of Summer. Okay. Uh, spectacular now um the uh film version of the fault of our stars so really like coming of age masters and the kind of maybe like for i don't know that it's, it's the, most of those things really aren't aimed at adults as much as, as as like a teen audience i don't know if you know if that some of the feel we got that we weren't too sure about comes from you know people who are kind of masters of that coming of age things in in the new age but are you but, saying um, we're, are you saying we're old? I'm saying okay, we're, we're, I mean, we're it's up there. We're I'm reading between the lines there. Yeah. Okay, but then my counter would be the the youth the youth out there 
yeah. are into more like fast-paced stuff like i can't yeah. imagine even like a teenager being down with the grease episode yeah 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 totally like because that, I mean, that was a slog it was so slow Definitely. It was. It was. I mean, and even if we're going to talk about, um, I mean, Taylor Jenkins uh, Reed was born in the 80s and she's writing about the 70s. So like, it's, it is a thing where we have people who are born later, mm-hmm. um, like we were. We didn't experience the 70s. We're not that old. Uh, you That's know, bringing bring to life this period um, of time and, and talking about it and stuff. But uh, and so I guess the band was modeled after Fleetwood Mac. But uh, I mean, I would say that works for Daisy. And, and kind of Stevie, but I really didn't feel that um, for the band, the band, there was no, you know, that's not Mick, uh, you know, Lindsay and the gang, if it has me, but I mean, I got the Fleetwood yeah. from the drama, I guess. Yeah. You know, and, and her, but like nowhere else. I think the vibe, yeah. I think the Billy um, Daisy relationship with Stevie and Lindsay. Yeah. yeah, to, yeah. An ex- to an extent. And I think the fact that like, the brother was hooking up with the keyboard player, you know, the drama. The, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the keyboard player, I can't remember her name. Karen. Yep. Karen. Played by, yeah. uh, yep. Super. She, she kind of like gave off some Christine McVie. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. A little bit. I think- um, so there was a little bit of that, you know? So I think you got the gist I mean, and even the music felt very Fleetwood Mac. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I mean, how their music would feel in a stadium in a live setting too. That's yeah, that definitely felt. That. And like, I think how the like Warren the drummer definitely wasn't Mick Fleetwood, but yeah. I think if you listen to the drums, it could it sounds like Mick Fleetwood yeah. drums a little bit. And we love Warren. I mean, we got no beef there. No, no, no. no. <laughs> of all, I, of all the gripes, there's none in none. Warren. He's <laughs> he's coming away gripe free. Gripe free. Yeah. Let's dig into the finale because I mean, we both thought they brought it home. Yeah, uh, really well, and I know I felt it. It was I was actually surprised how much. I don't know if I was in some sort of uh, sentimental phase because everything to me just felt like it was landing. It was almost like, wow, I see how they set it up this way because everything was coming down. The um, you know, the way he was giving props to his ba- bandmates, the way that um, you know, uh, and, and Daisy was kind of full. Well, actually, I liked how he really came to understand what how much the band was better because he was wrestling with that the whole time he always thought it yeah. was his band and he finally realized that the band is better with daisy um you know his wife's death the karen graham's breakup but also landing to him finding some joy in his home t- it was all landing yeah. to me like the even simone and bernie kind of like starting their club and losing teddy and I, I was watching it i'm like why are like why is this all getting me what's going on here i didn't well, know they did, i didn't realize my investment in the characters at that time when they brought it home that way and it worked because i do think with a lot of the characters they did do a good job of like making them fully realized characters yeah, yeah. you know like graham retreating to a life of suburban bliss outside of pittsburgh that yep. checks out that makes sense. I mean, he's, I don't know, he's like a music teacher now or something, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Karen becoming an 80s new wave synth pop superstar. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All, all these little things, like, oh. I thought, and like, Warren just like, I became a session drummer. Like, yeah. like good for you, man. Yep. Bass player. Just not really doing anything. Totally. Except for goatee. Yeah. Like, um, you felt like the guy Wilco ditched at that moment. Yeah. Um, I, you know, don't mean to joke about that. That didn't end well, but. Yeah, no, I thought 
part of what worked is because they they did make them fully realized yeah. characters like yeah. um and i just thought that was cool i mean i think if anything i think the billy stuff was problematic in the finale yeah yeah exactly i think i, mean, I don't think i even really listed that besides him giving props to the band and and kind of talking about what what daisy meant and you could tell he felt it so yeah. I mean, all in all when the finale feels like kind of that good um and you know it kind of gives it makes me look upon everything you know with a with a brighter light and a better feeling there's it seems like this show did pretty well i mean from what i what i see when i go through amazon it's been listed as number one i don't know how well those rankings are when they yeah. <laughs> i don't know I don't yeah know, i don't know if they're pushing me in a direction or, or what it's like yeah same thing but it's been listed as number one for a while did see a lot of chatter about it when it was up so when this happens and i know this is a standalone story but when this happens sometimes you see the the talk of a second season, the 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 idea of revisiting this, uh, but in, we've also seen that fail before. You know, I mean, I yeah. love Big Little Lies a lot. Yeah. When the big, then they brought back Big Little Lies. I thought it was a tire fire because it, it felt forced. It felt like they had a standalone story, and then they just like, oh, people love it. Let's do more. Obviously, a great cast. And I worry here because like, um, it looks like you know. Scott and Will are uh, the showrunners. Were, they they mentioned how they're open to continuing the journey of Daisy Jones, and if people are interested in the story and these people. Maybe we'll get another opportunity to, to to tell more of their story. Like, I don't know if I'm feeling that at all. Like, this is the you know no, I, I, like, I like it as is. How how what do you think? No hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> We're gonna. I mean, I think like why? Like you started it, you finished it. Finished it. Told and then you like, you, you even finished it by telling explaining where people went with their lives yeah. still like what i mean do you do a show that's just about jay-z jones's solo career yeah because i don't think i could as much as i liked riley keogh or Kyo, however sarah alice lamb as much as i liked her and i thought daisy was cool a whole yep. show based around daisy no i would be too much especially when you do the thing at the end of a show where you end with a montage where they landed it's yeah, like the, that's that's the bow that is you're, yeah, you're leaving. You're eliminating the re need for future seasons Absolutely. because we we just told you what what's going to happen. Told you, told like you. I don't. No one needs to see Billy living a uh, domesticated life and his wife getting sick. Like yeah. I, I don't know. It's cool, yeah. man. Like plus, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, like it's hard enough losing her as well as, but there's no reason to drag this whole thing out. Or yeah, or I mean, I guess I guess the door open for them. Uh, is them reuniting at that point at the end and like what happens there so so we get to see some older older tour like a nostalgia tour of them. sweet <laughs> that's what everyone that's what the youth want a that's show about a 70s band reuniting playing playing the melody tent in cape cod or something um oh my, yeah that's I, well, I had one more question i would ask too because i mean we talked about how you know, we, we really shit on the greece uh, segment <laughs> How some of it felt a little a little stretched and everything like that. Does this a lot of these stories are going towards that could have been movies are going towards you know stretching it out and using this new platform to tell longer stories and everything like that, which is which is great and it works in a lot of lot of ways. But would this have, in your opinion, would this have worked better as a movie? Or I, I think there's a little more to tell than was in a movie. But uh, sometimes when I was thinking like a condensed this. 
Um, and I do love your story of basing it around 10 shows. That's kind of dope. Well done, right? There you go. <laughs> Part of me was thinking sometimes, I'm like, this this could have worked as a movie for some reason. Um, it could have been a movie, but I would say like six episodes. Yeah. Would have yeah. been cool. Cause I like stretching it out and like totally. like I liked giving some air to like the uh, the songwriting process. Definitely. And yeah. then kicking around ideas and like you know, but if you trimmed a lot of the fat, like, I'm sorry, Simone, I, I respect yeah. what they were trying to do. If you get rid of that stuff, get rid of the Grease episode, yep. just do what many of these th- like musical, fictional musical things do. Mm-hmm. Just make the bass player named bass player and we don't have to <laughs> talk to them, talk about them. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like just bass player. Yeah. That's cool. That's was like in that thing you knew, knew that thing you do. Mm-hmm. The character's yep. name is TB player. <laughs> like it's literally like that's fine. Then you kind of like condense it down. Like mm-hmm. then you can make it cool. You know, like I'd be interested to know, like coming up more. Like yeah. you because you could do more like about a young band coming up. They didn't really give that any. They played around Pittsburgh a couple of times and then decided yeah. to go to LA with a list of incredibly unreasonable I know, bands. they pushed in hard. Like, honestly, I was in a band back in the day. Yeah. If we had asked that, like, we would have just gotten our, like, the it, door slammed in our face. Absolutely. And they like, should in that case. They should have. And then, yeah. like, uh, you could have done more stuff about, like, because I do think, then there was a cool aspect of, like, you know, I'm always fascinated with, like, the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of hinted at that with like, oh, we got this residency at this club on the mm-hmm, strip. Mm-hmm. And we just played there for a year, just hammering shit out. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's yeah. see that. Like, let's see good nights. Let's see bad nights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, let's get into it. I think there's a version of this story that could be a cool six to seven, maybe even eight episode show Yeah, of like this band. And then, you know, I... I you know, maybe a more realistic landing pad, not them selling out Soldier Field as like a basically a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like I think that was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, especially because like a cool like arena or like there's just visually would have been cooler, like a theater. Like, I don't know. I just there's like a do-over there. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, and and you know, when asking that question and and hearing you talk about it. The things that I was was really enjoying was them in the studio. And I already mentioned how much I liked um that episode where they were writing songs together. If you're putting if you're condensing this in any way, those are the things that probably end up on a cutting room floor. And that would mm-hmm. be a shame. But the musicality of it too. And I think kind of as a closing thought, I think one of the things that really I I, I really appreciate now that I really think about the show is is and we mentioned it already, I want to mention it again, is how much effort they put into the music to make it all work. I mean, the fact when I started looking up, you know, initially got into it and I was like, oh my God, they have an album. And they're on YouTube. There's all these like lyric videos already. And like, yeah. they would, you know, release singles at a certain time. First they put out Regret Me, then Look At Us Now. And and I'm just like, that's there's a lot of effort put into this. Obviously the production value too, like how it looks and, you know, the, the stages and everything. And I think... You know, the performances are a big part of it, but I just, this this effort they put into telling this story that was able to make oh, yeah. me really enjoy, um, you know, uh, uh, admittedly a, a, a show rife with with like rock and roll cliches and, and kind of like just over the top melodrama at times. I was, yeah. you know, over, overall, I'm, I got a good feeling about Daisy Jones. So, like it, when you look back now, 
how do you feel about Daisy Jones? I mean, and you know, I know we had some ups and downs, but it's... I mean, I think I'll go back and listen to the music sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the music That's is what, a lot right there, man. Yeah, I think the music is is what's going to keep it in any kind of conversation. Yeah. I think the show itself, like I can't imagine it being on any best of the year list. Yeah, yeah. by the time the year ends, no question. Um, not even now. <laughs> yeah, I, this I was, month has gone crazy. I was, I'm having a hard time. I was, try, I was trying to be polite in case yeah, Bezos, yeah, yeah. in case Bezos was listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Um, I think his second season would be ill advised. I think just move on to something else. Like, unless you want it for some reason, if you want to do some sort of anthology show, yeah, where you did it about a different band. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mo- I like that. Like, like mold it after someone else in a different yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Like, because I do think part of what's cool John, about yeah. this is like the, that story, the template is cool. Yeah. Totally. Like the cool, the story of like a band, like the creative process coming yeah. up, getting famous, burning out all that shit. Like yeah. that's why like there'll always be movies about like baseball. Totally. Even though like, even if people don't watch baseball as much, yeah. which yeah. that act, they should though. Cause the pitch clock, it's great you're feeling it you're feeling it nice dude yeah it's two and a half hours in and out it's great um but like there'll always be movies about like that like that stuff is cool like the the actual template for the story Mm -hmm. is there but i i wouldn't go back to the daisy jones well but i think i mean but then it's hard to do like it's weird that they never interacted with any other musicians totally Totally. it was kind of strange like you couldn't have an actor play Elton John. Oh, that would have been fun. Exactly. You know, all the fun characters around during that time period. Like, well, especially they did something at like Chateau Marmont yep. or when like they had the party at Billy's house. Yep. Like there wouldn't have been like someone from a, Cheap a Trick. Great, a couple great directors around. You're in LA. Like this Yeah, is, like I think that like, like they tried to make it seem like this was like they dropped into like a real history of music. Yeah. But then you didn't bring anyone with you. Yeah, which I think is just—I don't know—in my version of Daisy Jones. I was going to say we're we're really we're really coming to the. Yeah, there is going to be, um, I don't know. Some at least I'm going to see Led Zeppelin's fucking tour bus. Exactly, exactly. Like if they're at the airport, which (laughs) come on, they don't get their own plane. But (laughs) if like they are at the airport, they see Led Zeppelin's plane. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want it rooted in like real what's going on. And that music. always makes it feel more authentic and lived in and lived in world. hundred uh, um, percent. So what we learned here is that uh, we, especially you with your ideas could have done it better. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> no, no. I, I disagree uh, with the idea of, like no second season, you know, they, they did it. It was good. Uh, and we did it. And hopefully it was good. Brian, thank you very much for, for, uh, that was amazing. for once that was again great. coming on the show. I know we got a lot more to talk about soon. Like we're saying, the glut of television is real. And there's some really, uh, there's some fun things going on right now. I'm excited to talk about you soon. But thanks for talking about this with me. I appreciate it. No problem. And thank you, everyone out there, for once again joining the party. I'm a slippage in the system with a natural gift. How
Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.